Hello and welcome to White Men Can't Pod. Oh, I meant to say I saw you fix the one yep. episode. Yep. Did I? What was the episode? Uh, that's entertainment. <laughs> that's entertainment. You fixed that on Spotify, so. Oh, I did? Okay, go to Spotify. You can get our shows like Raging Bull. <laughs> the that, fuck are we talking about? The fuck are we talking about? Entertainment. All right. Start your start the intro. Can you just do every can you just begin every show with that? <laughs> <laughs> That's entertainment. I, I don't think that was good. I forgot enough. what no, my I, closing I line is. So yeah, we yeah, can we close haven't done with the show that. since <laughs> pre holidays, but it's episode forty eight of White Man Camp. It's our first episode yeah. of the year. First twenty twenty four episode. I'm mm-hmm. your host Ryan. I'm here with I'm here with two guys I would probably cry over if they were my teammates, Wally and Bill. It's fair. Thank you. I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if you're just wishing death on me or what. Yeah, that's what I was going. Well, I was going to go with a little that. worried that he's that trying little, to. Yeah, give us I cancer. thought that was a little too heavy. Uh, we watched Brian's song. Oof! What a oofa, te- oofa. I almost cried in the goddamn uh, library when I was cr- watching. I'm going to cry right now talking about it. <laughs> well, as I was saying, the top review here on IMDb is titled. It was an honor to cry at such a fine <laughs> film. An honor to cry at a film. I don't know. I would say it's a. You f- cry in a lot Actually, of Actually, I would say fine is the oh, way to describe this. Do you film. cry in movies ever? Like if I'm watching by myself? Yeah, probably. I, do, I didn't used to. I do these days. I, cry I don't think. About I, a lot of things these days. I, I don't feel. think uh, I've cried at the movie theaters before. Like I've teared up. I cried oh. in a movie theater. Okay. Endgame. Endgame. I definitely teared up and I was. Uh, it was close. It was Maybe close. Dumb and Dumber Er. I'm trying to think if I ever cried mm. in the theater. Shut up. Dumb and dumber. Er. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cried in a when they theater. When they mixed red and green, that really brought you yeah. to tears. Yeah. I hate you so much. Dumb and dumber. Er. Uh, okay. Mm. How'd you first see Brian's song? Um, Red Seagull. I was going to say. That's I what think I was going to say. Red Seagull. Yeah. In religion class. Why in, did we watch this again in religion class? I can't remember. Because uh, there's such There's got to be a reason, right? Why? story? I don't. I'm not sure why. I have no idea why. What was Rhett thinking? Rhett's dead now. We can't ask him. I think Rhett Did probably really? just yeah, liked Rhett, it Rhett's and wanted dead. to watch it. Oh. Pretty sure Rhett's Yeah, Rhett dead. is, unfortunately. Rhett's oh, that's dead. dead. Based on the real-life relationship between teammates Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers, and the bond they establish when Piccolo discovers he is dying. This is a made-for-TV movie that's fucking weird. Yeah. It's yeah. like an hour and ten minutes. Thank you, Bill. Yep. Um... Because you can stretch that out to two hours or an hour and a half with uh, commercials back then. I love probably. the way this movie is made. So I will say we watched the 1971 version, not the 2001 version. Oh, yeah. Fuck that version. Who's watching I don't that? think I've ever seen that version. I definitely no, haven't. Don't watch that. Watch this one. This yes. is the one. Um, There's no budget. Couldn't find a budget. Couldn't find a box office, even though because yeah, uh, this one's a TV, made for TV movie. So. But they did release it in theaters uh, uh, eventually. But okay. couldn't find a box office for that. So. All right, so no games except so no, for eBay Wars. Yeah, eventually. Yep. Um, this is your movie, Wally, or Bill's? this is my movie. Mine, yeah, yep, this is my movie. I made us cry. So thanks for making us cry. No problem. Um, when I think about this movie, yes, I think about the tears, but I also think about Gail Sayers a lot. Like, how he could have been the best running back of all time, mm-hmm. but he wasn't because he got injured, and there were no, like, their medicine was real bad Yeah, when he played. So, I think he had the equivalent of a torn ACL, and it ended his career after, like, six years or he five. He played seven years, I'm seven looking years. right now, but... The last two, he played a total of four games. He was hurt a lot. So did he get injured in, after his uh, rookie season? Uh, it looks like his first year was 65, and they got first year for Piccolo 66, so probably, yeah. Oh, so he, so they weren't actually rookies together. Well, they might have been. He just, because they made it seem yeah, like Piccolo they made it didn't seem play like his first year. They made oh, that's it seem right. like that's they right. came in together, which that makes sense. I don't know, but that... Gail Sayers is basically like Gary, Barry, Gary Sanders. Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. He yeah. was like incredible. And he returned kicks too. Yeah. Saw a couple uh, montages with him returning kicks. I believe kicks. he played with Ditka. Yep. 
They the, uh, they mentioned Butkus. Butkus for sure. Yeah, I can't remember if Ditka was on that team. I or don't. Not. I don't remember hearing the name Ditka during the. the no, Piccolo was ahead of Joe Namath in uh, Ann Gale Sayers and husband voting. Okay. Yeah, because uh, of that 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 his final senior year. Yeah, he, 60, he led the, he was, his last year was sixty four, so he must have gotten drafted and not played. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't get drafted and... He got drafted in both the NFL and the AFL. Oh, okay. So yes. then he chose to go to... That's why he chose to go to Chicago. Because he mentions at at one point uh, that he chose Chicago. And then all of a sudden, Gail Sayers decides to go Gail there, Gail was also picked in both the NFL and AFL draft in 65. That's got to be weird, right? Like... You got two different drafts, so as a as a team, you're like, all right, well, we're gonna draft you in this league, and then just pray that they come to your league. I guess. Yeah, that's what happened with um, with the USFL, where they would like Jim Kelly hmm. when he got picked by the Bills. He's like, I'm not playing for the Bills. Fair. I'm not playing for the Bills. I'll play for the uh, USFL in Houston. I'm not playing in Buffalo, and then eventually, like he had to, yeah, go to the NFL. So, did they retain his rights? That kind of thing. I'm guessing. I'm assuming that the yeah the other league would retain if they decide to switch, but it was competitive. The draft was competitive between yeah. those two leagues at that point. Like now, you're not going to get drafted by what is it called the UFL. Is that the and combined did, league? Yeah. I was going to say, did the XFL... Go play for the Brahma Bulls or whatever they're fucking called now? So the XFL's done, done, right? XFL and USFL have merged to okay. the United Football League. What's real funny is I listened to two podcasts today. Both of them mentioned the XFL, and they were both... like One of them was recorded last week, and the other one was recorded like... Three mu- or three years ago, mm. and neither of them have anything to do with football. And I was like, "Why am I, why am I getting so much XFL right now? Know. This is this is weird, intriguing." Yeah. All right, want to get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So it opens up with Gail Gail Sayers uh, arriving to training camp. Um, we get a voiceover talking about how different he and Brian Piccolo are. One's white, one's black, one's from the north, one's from the south. Uh, one talks a lot, one doesn't say anything, that kind of thing. So Gail arrives and he meets Brian, who remembers him from a senior game the last spring. And Brian's obviously the one who talks a lot because he goes into a long story about how Gail, or how he introduced himself to Gail, and, and Gail just said, uh-huh. And then he thought about it for a long time, a long time, and he keeps talking and talking and talking, and finally Gail goes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's about it. Um, so Gail asks where to go check in with the with the coach. So Brian points him in the right direction. But he does tell him that, you know, Coach Hallis, he's a little bit deaf in one ear, so you want to make sure you're on his right side so he, so he can hear you. So Gail goes and finds Coach Hallis. Uh, starts trying to talk to him in just the one ear as they're, they hang a painting and, like, do stuff around the office. So Coach Hallis is... Keeps turning his back and keeps looking for Gail, and Gail keeps popping up on his right side, and finally goes, "What is? What are you doing? What is wrong with you?" And Gail's like, "I just, you know, I, I want to." Uh, I, I I just want to talk, and and you know, your good ear, like, and he's like, "What the heck? What are you talking about? My good ear? What good ear?" And then he realizes that you know Brian pulled one over on him, and yep. he, he's embarrassed. But he's also a little pissed off. So. It's a harmless prank. Yeah. So we go to lunch and Brian comes and sits down with Gail. Uh, Gail's not happy with him, obviously. And at this point, the lunchroom is pretty well divided along race lines, too. Yeah. Uh, The captain, I think his name's TC or JC. Couldn't quite tell. Um, Gets up and he starts talking about team rules and stuff like that. And while he's talking, Brian's just yapping in Gail's ear. So Gail finally, like, shut up. I, like, I want to listen. And Captain calls out Gail, like, hey, are you? we were just talking about 
talking during a meeting and how much of a fine that is. Do you know how much it is? He's like, no, I didn't hear. So he sits down all embarrassed again. It's getting more and more pissed at, at Brian. But the coach leans in. He talks in the captain's ear. So the captain stands up again. He says he makes Brian Piccolo stand up and sing the Wake Forest fight song. Uh, while he's singing, Gale puts his mashed potatoes on Brian's chair, and Brian finishes his song and sits oh. right in the potatoes. Yep, and he just kind of walks away. Yep. Uh, next day, <clears throat> we get a practice montage. Gale's better than Brian in every drill. Yeah. Uh, that night, we see Brian outside. He's running through the halfback option when Gale comes out. He tells him he, he wants to make the team, and he figures being good at the options is his only chance. Uh, Gale's going to for sure make the team. He wants something that's going to give him the best shot. Uh, Gale gives him uh, advice to throw with his – or move to the left roll, because you, you're not ex- – Yeah, roll, roll to the left. No one's going to expect a righty to th- roll to his left. Um, so Brian thanks Gale and then makes some jokes and Gale – you know, kind of starts to like him a little bit. We hear a voiceover of the cuts. Gail's definitely on the team, but Brian is just barely scraping by. Yeah, one of the coaches, like, calls him out as, like, a, he's not going to make it or something. Yep. Uh, he gets hit for a loss in a drill, and the coach chews him out a little bit, and he makes a joke out of it, and everybody laughs a bit. Then Gail walks in he to Hallis' office, Hallis is in there with the captain and the assistant coach and kind of talking about something. And then Hallis goes, you know, I want to try something different. And Gail thinks that he's, like, going to be switching positions or something like that. And coach is like, no, I want to room you and Brian together. And Gail's like, is that it? I thought it was something serious. Oh, that? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But... Captain tells him, you know, this is something serious. This is there, you're going to get a lot of hate from both sides. Like white people are going to hate you, black people are going to hate you. You're going to get it in every single city that we go to because this is not something that's been done before. You don't like we we don't have or we've never had a black player and a white player bunk up together. So, uh, Brian gets back to his room. And Gail is unpacking his stuff. So they talk about family and life a little bit. And Brian kind of lets on that he's worried about getting cut. But Gail looks at him and goes, you know, they wouldn't have us room together if we didn't both make the team. And immediately Brian, like, perks up. And he's like, all right, let's go call our wives. And he picks them up and he gets them out, out of bed. And they start walking down the hallway when we see a couple of vets with, like, I don't know, honey or something like that in jars. They're about urine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like mm. so, so they start Jizzle chasing James, him. Jizzle James, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Jizzle James. Yep, that's his name. Okay. Full. Oh, Ed Edgerin James Jr. <laughs> so, Wait, holy what? shit! <laughs> Why would you name your kid Jizzle? No, no. His his real name is Edgerin James Jr. Oh, but he goes by Jizzle. Why would you name yourself Jizzle? <laughs> oh boy. It's not our our decision to. Uh, Good grief. Why would you make that graphic and put it on television? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Do they have to do that if his legal name's not Jizzle? I don't know. Right, Jizzle. Well. So the vets chase them around to do some hazing. Then we go to a game. Gail catches a touchdown. He seems to be getting a lot of playing time, but Brian is just watching from the bench. Gail's getting interviewed after the game when Brian sticks his nose in. Makes What's him- Jizzle doing during all this? Brian makes some jokes to the reporters, and uh, and he he embarrasses Gail a bit. Then we get some more real footage of Gail uh, playing, being good at football, being real good. Yep. The two men then go to dinner with their wives. They're all having a good time. Brian's telling a story about how Gail went for a long run because of a a, a trap play, and then. He's he he was winded, so Brian came in. Gail went out, and coach decided to try to run the trap play again. And this time, Brian gets actually absolutely pummeled by the defense. Yeah, run the same play they yeah. just got embarrassed on. Yeah, and now I got to do it. 
And then Gail makes a joke, and even his wife is surprised by that. She's like, Gail, Sarah's made a joke. <laughs> uh, we got a Brian voiceover about a hate letter, which turns out to just be a joke that his mother had sent him the letter. Uh, then we get Brian writing a speech for Gail for his Rookie of the Year award. Gail's rehearsing his speech at the table with Brian when he gets called up for the award. He gets up there. He says, thank you. I don't deserve this. And he long-ass yeah. pause, and then thank you, and he walks away. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it weird it. the person they chose to play Gail Sayers in this movie is Billy D. Williams? Fucking Lando Calrissian, yeah. the most charismatic I, guy ever. Yeah, and he's playing. He did a shy great job, though. Gail Sayers, yeah, he did do a good job. But it's like, I'd say James Conn did a great job too. James Conn is so great. I, yeah, every movie James Conn is great. That guy's awesome. It's Which so is funny. a better role for him, this or Elf? He's got. I mean, Elf. <laughs> did he just die this last year, James Conn? Did he? I think he's dead. I think that's something to to look up for, for a somebody to, who's not name now. Somebody who's if not uh, is dead? doing shit. I think he's dead. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Is James Con dead? Uh, he's not. So yeah, he's not dead. Uh, well, this James Con is not. Okay. C A A N. Elf James Con. He is dead. Jesus Christ. 2022. He died on my birthday in 2022. He did. He gone. Great actor. Was he the Marlboro Man? Was that him? No, that's um, what's his fucking name? Mitch some Mitchum, Robert Mitchum. Is that it? Yeah, that like kind of sounds familiar. I think Marble. it's something like that. I like his son Tweeter. Tweeter. Yep. That movie will come up soon. I think. Soon. One would hope. Soon. All right, Mike Ditka did play with Gail Sarris for two seasons. He said, it's the greatest player I ever saw live. That's right, the greatest. Dick Buckus said, Gail Sarris had the ability to go full speed cut and then go full speed again. We played live, and you can never get a clean shot on him. Never. Uh, Sarris said, give me 18 inches of daylight, and that's all I need. Yep. Um, uh, so let's see, where were we? So yeah, he, he got the award and his speech is nothing. Next training camp and Brian's making jokes with everybody. Uh, him and Gail are practicing. He makes a joke just before they, uh, run the 40 and Gail looks like he's just laughing the entire way. He's not actually running. And yeah, Pickle beats him. Yep. Wow. What was the joke? Honestly, God, I don't remember. Hmm, interesting. Probably a racist thing. It sure was. It was? Uh-huh. <clears throat> he talks about, I believe this is where he says he's going to name his kid after him. Oh, yeah. And then the name that he says is just yeah, very I, racist. I very, didn't, very racist. I didn't actually hear what he said. Well, the like, I did well, not have a good... In this movie, racism cracks, cracks yeah. Gil Sarah's up. It sure does. So that might be why we watched it, like because of racism. Because showing that, like, we we were these two men. What were we trying to show? When what was Brett trying to show us? The, these two men can get like be become friends. I don't know. I got nothing. Um. So Brian actually looks a lot better this year than he did during their rookie year. Uh, the lineup for the preseason game comes out, and Brian isn't on the team sheet. He still suits up, though. Don't understand that. Gail gets in the game, and he injures his knee. Just for the job you want, Wally. Yep. He injures his knee. He gets carted off the field. He's on crutches back home with his wife. He's clearly upset. His wife is trying to talk to him, but his attitude just kind of, like, forces her to go away. She goes to pick up the kids. So he gets up and starts walking around, and he hears singing from his basement. And it's Brian. Brian is fixing up a leg lift machine, which Gail doesn't seem like he wants to use it. He seems super, I'm mad. Because he thinks his career is over. Yeah. yeah, which actually probably back in the 70s or 60s probably was, yeah. Um, So they must have made this movie like two years after Brian died? He died in 1970, and this movie came out when? A year later? Damn. I guess. 
Wow. That's that's a fast turnaround. Yeah, that is a fast turnaround. June um, to... <clears throat> yeah. So Gail's got a sour attitude, and Brian's like, you know what, you better quit that. He basically tells him to stuff it because... Brian has always been second fiddle. He was second fiddle in high high school to the state's best running back. He was second best running back in the state. So he he doesn't get many he didn't get many college offers, so he went to Wake Forest. And then his senior year, he led the nation in rushing and and rushing touchdowns, which is true. Mhm. And then he decides to go to the, the or when he gets drafted in the NFL, he decides to go to the Bears and who but Gail Sayers decides to come to the Bears too, and all of a sudden he's second fiddle again. Um, so he says Gail has to be just as good as he wa- ever was so that when Brian beats him, he can say that he truly beat him. He didn't just uh, get the job because somebody else got injured, which is good motivation. I, I yeah. can see it. Um, so then... Where'd I fucking go? Gail is walking along the lake, uh, along, I think it's Lake Michigan, and he's listening to the the recap of one of the Bears games, and Brian's got a real good, he had 105 yards on like 14 carries. Wow. Which is pretty good, right? That's great. Yeah. yeah. His, I actually looked at Piccolo's like stat stats, and they're not great. No. Four career touchdowns. Yeah, we probably saw all four in the highlights. 3.6 yards per carry for his career. That's not bad. It's not bad, but his, like, it's not. I mean, I'm sure part of that was because they had him playing fullback some of the time. Yeah. But. Um, so, Gail's walking along, and he throws his cane away. And then we see a montage of him working out. Uh, Brian's there. Gail wants to give up on the leg machine. <laughs> So Brian decides to call him the N-word to try to, like, get him mad and get him, mad, yeah. Yeah, get him to finish out the... No, but, but it all it does is, him up. Yeah, it just makes Gail laugh. He's like, you you tried to call me the N-word. His wife comes out and she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you called me the N-word. And the wife is like, what? what? <laughs> she's like, okay, and why are you laughing about yeah. that? I did like, though, at one point, he's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Call you a, a, a wop? wop. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. that would have made me mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he was just trying to rile him up, but they both end up, uh, laughing for the rest of the scene. Then we get a montage of them running together and racing. Gail trips and he lands very awkwardly, but he's just like on the ground flexing his legging. He seems okay. He gets up and he finishes the race. Uh, Brian buys him a beer and says that he's healthy again. So back to training camp we go. And we see a montage of drills. Brian and Gail are roommates together again when Coach Hallis comes in to talk to both of them. And he says that Brian is named the starting fullback. And for once, Brian Piccolo is speechless. Mm. Uh, Then we get some real game footage montage of Gail and Brian scoring touchdowns. Uh, It seems like the next year... We go to a team weigh-in, and Brian is the smallest fullback in the league. He's lost some weight. He's not very tall. And his coach is like, you got to just keep some freaking weight on you, man. Yeah, he's actually gone down from the year before. Yeah. Assistant coach tells Gail that Brian is slower and smaller than he was the last season. Because Gail was like, well, he's probably trying to lose weight to, to get speed. He's like, no, he's slower now. Um. Then we get footage of Brian not playing all that well. He's having trouble breathing during a game, and Gail seems a little worried about him. And after the game, Gail is in the hot tub, and Hallis comes in, and he tells him that he's sending Brian back to Chicago. He's going to bring somebody else, and he said, I always play the best people, and right now Brian's not the best. So Gail's like, well, you know, he's just – you know, some guys are just slow starters, and coach is like, no, Brian's never been that guy. He's always been in shape. He's always been right on top of his game at, from the get-go. Uh, so there's something wrong with him. So Gail goes back to the hotel room, and Brian's packing his stuff up, talking about the 
talk we, he had with the assistant coach who told him he was going home. He talks about his cough and how the team doctor said he didn't know what it was. So Gail's just like, you know, they just want to figure out what's wrong with you. And Brian's like, yeah, you're right. But I know what's wrong with me. And Gail looks at him, you do? Like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Another good Brian yeah, joke. Got him. Um. So then we go to... It's pregame at Memorial Stadium, and Gail goes in to talk to Hallis about the coin toss, and Hallis tells him to come in and close the door. Uh, he just got a call from the hospital, and Brian Piccolo has cancer. They're going to operate on him in the morning to rem- remove part of his lung. They don't know what caused it or if they caught it in time, uh, but Hallis is going to go out there and tell the team... But Gail tells him no. He wants to tell him. So coach pulls everybody together, and Gail takes the floor. And I actually wrote down the uh, the speech he gives. He goes, you uh, all know that we hand out a game ball to an outstanding player. Well, I'd like to change that. We just got word that Brian Piccolo is uh, that he's sick, very sick. And uh, it looks like uh, he might never play football again or a, a long time. And I think we should dedicate ourselves to uh, give our maximum effort to win this game and give the game ball to pick. We can all sign it and take it up to, and this is, he just breaks down. He says, oh, my God, and, and breaks down. And then we go to the, the hospital, and Brian is making fun of P- Gail because they ended up losing the game. Usually when you make <laughs> a speech like that, you win for the person. Yep. He tells Gail he blew it. He's supposed to win the game if he dedicates it to somebody. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden, nurse comes in. And she's looking around at like seven football players, and she goes, "Out, everybody, out, get out." <laughs> um, so Brian tells his wife to bring Gail down to give an autograph to a little girl he met in the hospital uh, that morning when they both had surgery. The nurse pushes everybody out the door and leaves Brian alone. He looks, uh, he looks more serious than he usually does. So Mrs. Piccolo brings Gail downstairs. Uh, Got to give the autograph to the girl. Yeah. But. uh, She talks to a nurse who's like, oh, she's not with us anymore. And Mrs. Piccolo does not pick up on that. She's like, oh, well, what's her home address? And the lady's like, all right. She picks up the little girl that she was talking to, puts her on the ground, and tells her to go away. She goes, no, she died. And (laughs) Mrs. Piccolo Joy, like, almost faints, and Gail has to catch her. Um, So then we go to real game montage of Gail taking a kickoff for a touchdown and then another touchdown he scored. Brian talks to Joy about getting back to football, and he says maybe he should be a kicker. Since you know he doesn't need a lot of wind or stamina or size to do that, it's he not a bad just, idea. Which is smart. Yeah, you want, yeah, you want to get out there. Um, she tells him that he's scared, that she's scared, and he's like, "I don't know why you're scared. We're like, this is nothing. This is just a bump on the road. Uh, I'm gonna be fine no matter what, no matter how bad it is. Uh, he's not gonna let it stop him." So, Brian and Gail are then talking on the phone while he's in the hospital. He looks real tired. He tells Gail to call Mrs. Piccolo because she seemed really scared. So as Gail hangs up the phone, he uh, his new roommate gets a note from, I don't know, the hotel manager or something like that saying Gail had a call. And it was from Joy Piccolo. Uh, so he Gail and his wife go to see her in the middle of the night. And she tells them that they found more of the tumor and they want to operate again in the morning. And she just couldn't bring herself to tell Brian. She wants to Gail to go to, to the hospital and be there when the doctor tells him in the morning. And he agrees. Which I get, but also that's kind of crazy that you're like, I'm not going to talk to my husband. Will you do Ouch. it for me? Yeah. Ouch. Um. So the next morning, Gail and Brian are playing some kind of like paper football except yeah. not the paper football that you played 
with the the paper football. Remember, in right. in school when you like sure would flick the yeah. And Ron Haskins room a lot. Yeah, um, and a hospital administrator comes in to have Brian sign a form for surgery, but the doctor hasn't been there yet. So Brian's like, "What am I signing?" He's like. And immediately that administrator realizes that nobody's told him. Yeah. So he's just, he, he clams up. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Brian looks at Gail, and Gail can't look him in the eyes. And finally, Gail tells him that there's more of the tumor, and they need to operate again. Um, which you see Brian get very serious again. He's, he's not his usual joking self. So Gail pulls the administrator to the side and tells him that, you know, an athlete gets ready for the game both mentally and physically, and it's like you're telling him he's got a, a game before he, he can get prepared for it. So the administrator is like, okay, we can operate Monday morning, and Brian agrees to that. Brian goes to sit down. He starts playing the football game again. He says, I scored a touchdown. And Gail's just like, yep, yeah, yep, you did. Um. Brian goes into surgery again, and the anesthesiologist says something about putting him to sleep, and he makes a joke about being <laughs> that being just the worst thing you can say right now. Uh, and Gail wins the Most Courageous Player Award. And it sounds like it, it was the George S. Hallis Award, so I'm guessing it's a Chicago... It's a yeah, it's a Bears-only uh, banquet. So this is another speech by him and it's long. So I don't feel like reading it because it's very long and very emotional. So the big line from it is it's um, you flatter me by giving me this award, but I say to you here and now, Brian Piccolo is the man of courage that should receive the Georgia's house award. It's mine tonight and Brian Piccolo's tomorrow. I love Brian Piccolo and I'd like all of you to love him too. So then Brian talks to Gail on the phone about the banquet. He makes some more jokes. Uh, Gail tells him he'll be there tomorrow, and Brian says he'll be there. Gail's wife picks up the phone because she's at the hospital with him, and she tells Gail to to hurry up because he's, he's really not doing good. Yeah. Uh, so Gail gets there the next day, and Joy wakes Brian up a little bit. And you can tell he's just barely hanging on right now. Brian says it's fourth and eight, and they won't let him punt. So Gail tells him to go fourth, and Brian says he's trying real hard. He asks Gail if he remembers when he got him with the potatoes. And then Gail talks about the dumb fight song and the 32 trap play. And then Brian says he's going to get him next training camp, and Gail says he'll be waiting. Uh, Brian says he's go- he's getting tired and he's going to get some sleep now. So Gail tells him he'll see him tomorrow. And he goes over and he hugs his wife. That's the part that got me is when they know, like, this is probably it right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. But they don't say goodbye. They say, like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And just keep it rolling. Uh, Joy walks over and she hugs Brian and tells him she loves him. Now, I could not understand what he said to her. And. Any ideas? No. no. I don't recall. Um, and then he he just dies right there. Um, Brian Piccolo died at 26 with three loving daughters, and his friends remember him by thinking about how he lived and not how he died. Three daughters by 26, my God. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. High school sweetheart. Yeah. Did some work, apparently. Did some work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, incredibly sad movie. Yeah. yeah. Barely made it through the recap without crying here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had said that whole uh, Courage Awards speech, I don't think I would have made it. That all was tear for me, but the part that got me was when they said, "Like I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah, there. That's that was what tough. got me. Uh, this is eighteen months. This movie was made eighteen months after he died. That's wild. Which is crazy. Jesus. Gail Sayers wrote a book, and he has writing credit yeah. on this movie. It was, you know, what was the the third? The third. Yeah. Um, Brian Piccolo, middle school, 53, opened in Queens. School was named after the students saw Brian's song and they hung his jersey in the lobby, but someone stole it. 
Somebody stole his jersey? Well, went missing in the 90s. Jesus. Um, his number 41 jersey was retired by the Bears. Oh, I didn't he know didn't that. play that much. Um, oh, where there's um, the ACC has a Brian Piccolo award for most courageous player still. Hmm. Um, because of Wake Forest is in the ACC. Sure. Uh, Sam Hartman won it. He's the... Uh, isn't he the dude that transferred out of Wake Forest and went to Notre Dame to play quarterback? He was the sixth winner in 2022. The sixth? Yeah, they don't give it out every year. Oh, okay. Um, 1970, the Bears uh, named an award after him for a rookie and a veteran who display courage, teamwork, dedication, and a sense of humor. Selected by Bears veteran players. Do they give that one out every year? It doesn't say who's received them. I think it's like a behind-the-scenes thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the eBay war, which I uh, I threw up in the, the rundown. Okay. Okay. I could not find anything worthy of... PSA graded Gale Sayers autographed... Yeah, I couldn't find anything worthy of Brian Piccolo. Like, there was a bunch of crappy playing cards and stuff that they were trying to pass off as his signature, and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't probably didn't sign very much. Yeah, I I was like, I don't believe that's that's actually his signature. But Uh, let's look at the autographs. So this one is a Gale Sayers autographed 1970 tops number seventy. Signed Hall of Fame Chicago Bears PSA Authentic Auto. But it's graded. Yeah. Okay. The item description from the seller. It doesn't appear to be mint. 1970 tops number 70 Chicago Bears Hall of Fame Gail Sayers Auto. Signed autograph in black sharpie. Graded PSA slash DNA Authentic Auto. Your item will be professionally packaged and shipped quickly. Please check out my feedback and buy with 100% confidence. Um, some item specifics. Autographed, yes. Autographed format is a hard signed. Uh, it's just a normal sports trading card. The card number is 70. That's why I kept saying 70. Yeah. So that is what you get. Okay. It is a very cool looking card. Like this is, looks like it was literally from the seventies, not like somebody bought a new card and then had him sign it. Um, let's see who I believe. Bill has I'm to go first. Yep, I'm dominating right now. Bill very has to confident. go first. Really? Yeah. He is up eight to six. See, crushing it. Crushing so. It. Bill, what is your now? I'm out of bid. practice. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, and also I'm Terrible. historically bad at autographs. Yes, you are. And this is okay. I don't know. Did Sayer sign a lot of stuff? A few things. I'm gonna set the price at seventy five dollars. Mm. What? <laughs> okay. It's. I'm gonna guess 150. It's gonna be a winner because it's way worth way more. I'm guessing. Your official guess is 150. Yeah. Ryan, you win. Okay. See, but the real number is probably like four. Nope. You were pre- you were pretty close. Okay. 199.88. I was hoping it was gonna be like 145. <laughs> I lose because it'll be over. I can't do autographs. I have no 75. Sense. I have no sense of what these things are. Okay. Um, yeah, his autographs were kind of like all over the place with their pricing, but I felt like this was a normal-ish one. Um, also that is definitely his signature because I've seen, like, there was a lot of stuff with his signature and that was his G and that's how, like, he, he actually He's got an interesting ass. signature. For yeah. Sure. His G was very specific to him. Um, okay. So, yeah. Let's see. Bill. You no, Ryan. You won, so you're now down eight to seven. So I'm still winning, though. You're still winning. You're Even still even after winning. that poor showing. You're still winning. Yes. Time for a quote, Mountain. I believe uh, I love Brian Piccolo should just be the winner. Probably. Yeah, I think it's got to be. Uh, Unless most, you want to do one of your racist ones that you guys like. Uh, stop it. Most valuable player, <laughs> Brian Piccolo. Billy D. Williams. 
Bill Z or uh, well, it's hard to choose. <laughs> you have to you have to choose now. You say Billy D. You said Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Give me James Con. He's okay. got it. He's got to get it. Yep, Brian Piccolo. He's got to get it. I mean, he pretty much carried the movie. He's yeah. got the lines. He's funny. Yep. Got the serious yeah, stuff. Billy D. Had it at the end. Yeah. He gives the speech. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Final verdict. Final verdict. Uh, this is tough. Because it's sad. It is sad, but not it's very short. Not, yeah, not very rewatchable, but it's a solid movie. I'll give it a 6.4. I think that's low. It's a little lower than I was going. Okay, Bill, what do you got? Six. Six. I still think you guys are too low. I want to give it an even seven. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what's that, a six, seven or something? Oops. I forgot the point. Make him do weird math. It is weird math. Bill actually meant 6.66. So it is, in fact, 6.66 repeating. Oh! So we round that up to 6.7. Okay. 6.7 out of 10. That puts it right on par with Uncut Gems. Okay. What? That's invincible. I'm weirdly okay with that. Why are you okay with that? Uncut Gems is so much better. Draft Day. Draft Day, okay. Okay, Um, I think probably I like Draft Day. I definitely like Draft Day better. I don't know if it's a better movie. Rookie of the Year. Oh, it's it's, Rookie of the Year is better than this. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Those are all 6.7s right there. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it's in a good range of movies. Those movies are good. Yeah. I th- I think that's a good spot for it. That's a good spot for Give it. Give me the next one that it beat out. Like, what's a 6-6? Six, oh, six? what's a 6-6? Six, six? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we have any 6-6s? Six, I don't I think we did. I, I think we might have a 6-5. Six, 6-5 five. Six, five is Bend It Like Beckham. Okay, it's better than that, I suppose. Uh-huh. Six five is Glory Road, and yeah, we do not have any six sixes. Okay, yeah, no, this I think it's in a good spot then. Okay, all right, it won't move during a re rank whenever that happens. All right, next movie is Bill. That is true. All you, right, you want to do you want to spin or are you gonna just make a pick? All right, look for what what movie number are we at here? We are at forty. Your episode. Was this was forty eight. This is forty eight. No, no, your th- episode will be 49. Yes. yes. Mine will be. Uh, let me do, uh, for now, we'll do one more spin the wheel and make a deal. Okay, you got football. I got football? Gosh darn it. I can spin it again. No, we I just got did, one. We just did two football movies in a row. I got one. Right. Oh, I got a good one, actually. It's one that I thought I was going to have to pick for. Don't you usually we take it. them out when when we do that? Don't you usually eliminate that category? That's true. Well, we're going to watch one that's a good one. You Ryan, you'll probably say your, it's not. Your second <laughs> your second option would be soccer. If you're going to say 80 for Brady? Is that what you're going to say? Say 80 for Brady. No, I'm not watching 80 for 80 Brady. 80 for Brady? Is that what you're going to bring up? We're going to watch the 1993 classic, Rudy. Oh, oh my God. We haven't I watched hate, Rudy yet? You think I hate Rudy? Yeah, for some reason I thought you didn't like Rudy because Joe Montana tells a different version or whatever. I mean, I like the movie Rudy, but it's not real. Joe Montana's correct. The guy did not. He didn't play. Get carried off the field. Yeah, no. Like he get carried off the field. No, we'll we'll go with another football here. It's we'll like, do. Rudy was a nice guy. He made a one tackle, and nobody actually wanted to like quit the team over him not playing. Yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn is in this movie, right? Is he? I haven't seen it in I think years. So. It has been a while. Samwise Gage. Been a while. Well, Samwise is Rudy, so yeah. Yep, he's in it. I remember thinking it was weird when Lord of the Rings came out after yeah. this, and he was in it. Sean like, Astin has had such a good career. He's done a lot of stuff. Goonies, Rudy, the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. What after that, that though? Uh, he, I don't want to add this to that list, but Fifty First Fifty First Dates. Oh God. Uh, Stranger Things. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. Stranger Things. What else has he been in since? So he's the only he, like is Stranger Things like the new Goonies, kind of right? Yeah. Well, he's still rolling, Sean Astin. And he's he was Rudy, been, but like he's been in like very iconic things. Rudy, mm-hmm. I want to say he like spoke at our school or something like that. 
He spoke at somebody's school. He's I don't think it was he, ours. He spoke somewhere because some, like, didn't Hep see him or something? And they said he was a dick. The actual Rudy. Oh, the real Rudy? The real Rudy. Like, spoke at something? I, I, I'll have to ask Hep, but I think there was a run in there. But, yeah, Rudy's not a bad He's movie. been in a couple Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Sean Astin? Yeah. He's been in a lot of show TV, voice, too. Voice, uh, voice work? Yeah, he's doing some voice work. Hey, good. It's good money. If you can get it. Sean Astin. A lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Who is he in Turtles? Raphael. Okay. Oh, interesting. I like it. That's a good character. Unlike Leonardo. Terrible character. Yeah. Worst worst of the Turtles. Easily last. Jesus. He's useless. (laughs) I like how that's the only thing you and the ghost agree on in all of our arguments. Oh, that Leonardo yes. is the best. Yeah, yeah. You and Ghost. Well, he's not the best, but he's not the worst. He's the worst. You and Ghost. It's like the only argument you've ever ag- agreed on <laughs> in the last 10 years. I can't think of another one. Yeah, you might be right. Though. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, it might I think that's be the it. only one. You got, you got something for me? Or are you looking up how many they points? They both think William Edward women, James Jr. Like has. that, but... They think women's sports a joke, and we have to try to correct them on that. Oh, man. Lies! Have Ouch. you been to a women's professional basketball game? Ouch. Have you no, been, to, been a to a women's, women's professional college soccer? hockey game? Oh, really? That's nice. <laughs> I've been to a women's professional soccer game. And I've never been to any professional soccer four? game, so take that. Man or woman, I've never been. I've been to f- You one, exclude two, all genders. Three. In, in, in yeah. soccer, you soccer, I exclude no. I've been to four women U.S. women's games. No, yeah. look at you. Yeah, so fuck you. Yeah, you go so you can protest them. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's oh, he's in Franklin and Bash. A great one, Franklin and Bash. That's got our guy. Uh, well, that's not Zach Morris. Right? Look at this. I have no idea. I wanted Zach to look Morris. at. Uh, he played <laughs> Steve Jobs in Robot Chicken. John oh, Favreau fun. is in this. Charles S. Dutton. I know who. Is it Vince Vaughn in this movie? I'm looking. Um, Vince Vaughn was in this movie. If he is, he's not highly. Wow, maybe I'm wrong. Up the list. Out here telling lies. I thought he was in the movie. I wonder who plays Joe Montana. They're obviously not doing a good enough job. Or it is. John Favreau's in it. Yeah. Did you literally just say that? Maybe yes, I just I did. Th- maybe I just thought Vince Vaughn and John nope, Favreau. You're right. Are the same Vince guy. Vaughn are in, is in this. Okay. See? Look at that. Suck yeah. on that. He plays Jamie O'Hara. See? Take that. Don't I know who the it. fuck Jamie O'Hara is. Very important. Vince Vaughn had a plan. Okay. Joe Montana, you said? Who, yeah, I wonder who... You, you want to know who played him? I wonder if somebody plays him. Uh, no. Well, that's a... No, I do hate this movie. You're right. I do hate this movie now. Thanks a lot, Bill. You ruined Rudy for me. I thought you would. All right. Rudy's next. Hopefully it won't take six weeks to do it. Christopher Reed. Is it? No, I was just super lazy last week, and I did... I could have. I, I for sure should have watched this movie you last you weekend. Uh, this well, no, movie, the library was closed the one time. What are we like? That was yeah. Movie? That was last Monday, wasn't it? That was. Yeah, you're like uh, you can't. The library is closed. Yeah. Movie is might be on Hulu, but I think that might ha- yeah might have to pay. I'm not sure, but it is for sure on Tubi. Oh, baby, that's good. One of my favorites. I've been watching a lot lately. You like it now? I do. I've come full circle. Turn it around. You come to the right side. They started to put actual movies on there. You come to the right side of history. You know what else I've started to watch? Porn? I suppose. <laughs> I've discovered this. He doesn't do that. Uh, he doesn't swear and he doesn't watch porn. Right. Well, I'm glad you don't know this. Uh, I've discovered that just regular YouTube has real movies on it. Though. Yeah, it does. That's it's actually how I watch this one. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Some of my favorites are on there. Quigley Down Under. Great one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Quigley Down Under. I'm what sure that? that I was supposed to watch it as a kid. I don't know if I ever did. You would. You, you, it's my guy, Mr. Baseball. You were supposed to watch Quigley Down Under? Oh, I'm thinking of something different. 
I was thinking of a western. It, was that, it is a western. Um, it's a western. It's what I yeah, know, but I was thinking of okay. Uh, a fucking, Clint. I thought it was a Clint one. It's not a Clint one. But I'm sure at some point my dad was watching it, and I was it's, like, it's Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck as a cowboy goes to Australia uh, to do stuff. Runs into Hans Gruber. Okay. Who's the bad guy. Naturally. Of course they battle it out. That is a perfect Ryan Murray movie. It is a perfect Ryan it's Murray. pretty much a perfect Ryan Murray movie. Hans Wait, Gruber, actual Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman okay. is the bad guy. Right. Hans Gruber versus Tom Selleck How's in Australia. So it sounds like... Two um, great mustaches, because Gruber's yeah. got one. It okay. sounds like a reverse, uh, reverse Crocodile Dundee. Kind of, yeah, I guess. But then he kills That's the shit out of him. Wait, no, no. This is a knife. Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile comes to America. In the second one. In the third one, I think. Oh, I thought this. Was... Yeah, what was the, no, mo- the, what was the point of that movie? One. No, he comes to the f- he comes to America in the first one because then he said the guy tries to hold him up and he's like, "No, this is a knife," and pulls out the big knife. That's in I think the second one. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? Crocodile Dundee, the the first the one, girl goes down to Australia. Okay, well, there you I don't go. know. Maybe yeah. they show up at some point, but. He Set could, in the Australian outback. Okay, so the first and in New York City. Okay, okay. It's in so both, so I'm not wrong, and neither are you. Yeah. It's a real quiggly down under. It's a real quiggly down under. What's oh. the name of the uh, the Quang, the Quang Mountain? <laughs> Quang. Quang. The wrestler Quang. That's right. Quang. Who was Quang? Was that Savio? Savio Vega, Vega was Quang. <laughs> Quang. Quang. There's another Quang. There's a Quang coming out. Good lord. Quang. All right, we're done. That's enough quanging around. Yeah. Show longer in the movie. Oh, I remembered my... Not yet. <laughs> I remember my line. You did, Quang? Quang. What's no, your line? When we end it, I remember oh, my right. line. <laughs> Peace out. We'll see you next time. Ding, ding. Oh, how'd you forget that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs>